This is The Efficiency Point, a podcast from Modern Pumping Today magazine. I'm MPT editor Jay Campbell, along with our producer Seth Saunders. You can find us online at mptmag.com, and please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on any of your favorite podcast apps. On today's episode, we speak with Gilad Cohen, Chief Executive Officer for IDE Americas, to discuss IDE's eco-reuse process, which incorporates a safe, preventative maintenance approach that increases system efficiency and minimizes environmental impact. We also take a look at the March issue of MPT and a look ahead to our Spring uh, Products and Services Guide. But first, some industry news. Coronavirus, or COVID-19, has continued to have an impact across the country. Uh, On our last episode, we talked a little bit about breaking out in uh, California and in denser population areas, but now pretty much every area in the U.S. has put out precautionary uh, distancing protocols, closing unnecessary businesses, and the uh, same can be said for the industrial pump sector. Uh, One of the biggest changes we've seen is the cancellation or postponement of a lot of industry events. Uh, Some of the more recent events that have put out information, the Offshore Technology Conference, or OTC, which was set for May 4th to 7th in Houston, Texas, has been postponed in a statement. Organizers say the show will take place later this year, either in August or September. Also, in a press release earlier this week, the American Chemical Society has stated that it is, quote, inadvisable and impractical to hold the ACS Spring 2020 National Meeting and Expo in Philadelphia and has terminated the event. Uh, the Southern Gas Association has pushed back two of its conferences. The Spring uh, Spring Gas Conference and Expo will now take place on August 4th to 6th in Columbia, South Carolina, which I guess makes it more of the late summer gas conference and expo. Its uh, management conference has also been postponed, but the association has not yet selected a new date for that event. In Germany, Newman and Esser has postponed Compressor Day 2020 until October 8th of this year. And originally set for early April, the Asia Turbo Machinery and Pump Symposium, ATPS, has also been postponed. The show will now occur from August 4th to 6th in Kuala Lumpur. No statement has been issued on the domestic version of the Turbo Machinery and Pump Symposium, which is held annually in Houston in the fall. ESA has canceled its Root Cause Failure Analysis Seminar, which was scheduled for March 27th through 28th in Dallas, Texas, and in a statement released today says that they are continuing to monitor the situation for the ESA 2020 Convention and Solutions Expo. The association also stated that attendance fees will be refunded in full if it turns out that ESA does not, or excuse me, does need to cancel the event. Some shows have stated that they're going to continue. The National Fire Protection Association says that the NFPA Conference and Expo will be held as scheduled. On a statement released March 16th, the uh, NFPA said that there are no changes in the Conference and Expo schedule in response to the COVID-19 or coronavirus. But they are monitoring the situation with the World Health Organization, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and other local health organizations as developments may change in the future. Should changes be made, they will be communicated via the organization's website. We'll include a link to that in the episode's show notes. Also, the American Waterworks Association still plans on holding its upcoming annual conference and exposition, ACE 20, June 14th to 17th in Orlando, Florida. The uh, AWWA has created a resource page on its website for updates, and we'll link to that as well. 
Uh, Seth, how have, uh, how have you been handling your self-quarantine and changes to, uh, to uh, day-to-day life as a response to the coronavirus? Uh, I haven't changed my routine or anything too much, to be honest. Uh, I've always been pretty good about washing my hands and kind of keeping a distance away from people to begin with. So uh, I, I had that down pat, uh, pat from the start. But yeah. um, overall, just being a little bit more conscious of who I'm around or what I see, stuff like that. I think just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think uh, you know, for, for listeners who may be hearing Seth say that he's not changed his routine, that does not mean that he does not take coronavirus seriously. It just means that, you know, I'm in the same boat. It's like, you know, when they tell me, like, hey, you can't go out to nightclubs and movie theaters anymore. I'm like, oh, oh, I was I was supposed to be doing that? Right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, but uh, I know that uh, for a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, people who, who do uh, go out at night, and a lot of people that are in uh, what they classify as um, non-essential employees, a lot of people are having their hours cut, a lot of people are being sent home. Uh, mm-hmm. Even here at uh, our parent company, Hans Publications, normally we have about close to, on any given day, um, you know, 30 or more, 40 or more people coming in and out of the, the building. Uh, right now, I think we're down to seven. Most yeah. people are working from home. Uh, normally, when Seth and I are not here in the podcast, I'm working at home as well. Uh, so it is it is change of lifestyle, and we'll see how long this has to last. But uh, I think we all pitch in together. We can we can get through it and you know get back to some something close to normal. Hopefully, on the other side of it. Exactly. Uh, you know, just stay smart. Don't do anything outrageous. Yeah, we'll get through it. Yeah, good advice. Uh, let's turn now to some news within the industry. Uh, BCCK Holding Company has named a new chief executive officer. Uh, the founder of the company, Clark Butts, and the company's board of directors have unanimously chosen Kevin Blount, or excuse me, Kevin Blunt, as the organization's uh, new CEO. Blunt, who currently serves as the chief operating officer of BCCK, will succeed Clark Butts, the company's founder, who uh, will be uh, leaving the company. Um, and leaving day-to-day operations. Clark will continue to provide some strategic oversight to the business, uh, but we'll be focusing on uh, technology and new product development. Based in Midland, Texas, BCCK Inc. provides engineering, procurement, fabrication, and fuel construction services focusing on midstream oil and natural gas processing applications. Uh, In other company news, Pulsifeeder has appointed a new leader to their commercial efforts. A global leader in fluid handling technology has announced that Jesse Baker has been appointed their commercial leader responsible for all of Pulsifeeder's customer-facing commercial roles. Those are sales, product management, application engineering, and customer service. In this role, Baker's charter is to help Pulsifeeder sales and product management teams accelerate growth across new and existing markets. Pulsifeeder is a subsidiary of IDEX Corporation. In uh, Acquisition news, uh, Dover is set to acquire Mtech, which will extend their presence into the biopharma market. Dover has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Mtech, a leading designer and manufacturer of flow measurement devices that serve a wide array of medical and biopharmaceutical applications. Following the close of the transaction, Mtech will become part of the PSG business unit within within, uh, Dover's pumps and process solutions segment. And the addition of Mtech further expands Dover's reach into biopharma and other hygienic applications. 
terms of the transaction were not disclosed, but the transaction is subject to satisfaction of customary closing conditions, including applicable regulatory approvals, and will be expected to close by the second quarter of 2020. In uh, other news, AVT Reliability has launched its first uh, effort in the United States. A plant reliability specialist, AVT Reliability Inc. has opened its first subsidiary in the U.S. as part of a clear plan to expand its global reach following a recent acquisition of Van Geffen in the Netherlands. AVT Reliability, which is owned by Rotherham-based AES Engineering Limited, has established a base in Rockford, Tennessee, alongside its sister company, AES Seal, the world's largest homogenous designer and manufacturer of mechanical seals. U.S. customers will see a benefit from its Machine Century line of products, which is showcased for the first time at the Marcon 2020 Maintenance and Reliability Conference. Glad Cohen is Chief Executive Officer for IDE Americas, a leader in the development, engineering, construction, and operation of advanced water treatment solutions. As CEO, he manages the company's sales, marketing, and business development activities, and is also responsible for driving IDE's growth strategy in the North American markets and overall company's performance. He joins us today to discuss IDE's eco-reuse process, which incorporates a safe, preventative maintenance approach that increases system efficiency and minimizes environmental impact. Uh, Galad, thank you for taking time to speak with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, and thank you for showing interest in uh, the eco-reuse technology of uh, IDE and our activity here in North America. Uh, most of our listeners are probably familiar with adding chlorine to treat water. Uh, what are the hazards of that process, and what led IDE to seek an alternative solution? Yeah, so uh, adding chlorine into water is obviously for the purpose of fish infection. This is the most, I think, uh, common use of that. Um, and with that, there are certain side effects that uh, I think the public is less uh, aware of uh, in the formation of uh, different uh, uh, organic uh, uh, matters that with time and with investigation have been identified to be potentially carcinogenic. Um, uh, and we're mostly talking about the formation of what's called uh, nitrosodimethylamine, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, right. uh, or in short, NDMAs. Right. And uh, what can you tell us about IDE's eco-reuse technology, and uh, what types of systems would be a good fit for it? So we in IDE, IDE always have the, uh, uh, the motto thinking how can we continuously increase water safety, increase resilience, and increase sustainability. And for us, sustainability and water safety starts with reducing chemical footprints to the extent possible. Uh, and looking on those processes that are used today for wastewater reuse, we've come to, we've came to the conclusion that if we can reduce the uh, disinfection element, but the uh, dosing of chlorine up front, we can potentially increase the safety of the water. Eco-reuse is a process that was developed by IDE, which essentially takes the standard process common for uh, wastewater reuse, turning essentially wastewater into uh, potable water uh, for indirect reuse mostly. Uh, and by modifying the process, we managed to eliminate the use of 
Croatian out front. The uh, process essentially incorporates uh, a, a different logic to how to uh, run uh, the, uh, the, the main or the core of the process, which is using reverse osmosis. By modifying the logic, uh, uh, the logic of the process uh, in a way that already embeds disinfection capability. I can go a little bit more into technical details if you're interested uh, to explain how how it works. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, in short, yeah, in, in short, we're we're uh, modifying uh, the way reverse osmosis is commonly used. Instead of running a continuous process, we're running a pulse type of a process, which essentially means we create uh, modifications in pressure on the brine side of the uh, reverse osmosis system in a way that modifies the pressure in, in, in periodically, and that causes uh, the bacteria. Uh, uh, to dehydrate or dehydration of the bacteria and inactivate them in a way that uh, essentially gives you the uh, effect that the disinfection would give without using chemicals. And does that uh, does that change in pressure and without using the chemicals? Does that mean that uh, eco reuse can help me improve system efficiency? So absolutely, it's uh, essentially what it allows is uh, it simplifies the operation. It reduces the chemical footprint or the fact that you even need to handle some of the chemicals or have chemicals on your site. Uh, it makes the system to be more available or you get more uptime of the system. And in certain cases, in the right configuration, we can even increase recovery. Increasing recovery means you get more uh, uh, product water out of the system than you would get with a regular system. Or in other words, to say it in simple words, doing more with less. So in a place like in the, the West Coast where water recovery is such a huge issue, or up in the, uh, um, in the North Atlantic region where there's very high population density, that kind of sustainability would really make eco-reuse a boon to them, wouldn't it? Absolutely, and we are, uh, and we see very uh, interesting attraction by a lot of the uh, consulting groups and the public utilities who are interested now in extra views. Obviously, this is a very uh, conservative market, and everyone wants to see the uh, uh, proof of operation before uh, adopting uh, new technologies. And we're taking all the right steps and working with all the right uh, uh, utilities and experts in the market to introduce this technology and help them uh, help them embed it into their uh, designs and, and essentially into use. Um, the impact is not just by the fact that you're able to do more with less or that you're able to eliminate the chemicals in the process. Also, you generate less brine, eventually, which means you send less brine, less high salinity solution back into the ocean. So. That also has its own effect of uh, reducing uh, environmental impact. Uh, in addition to that, when you look on inland facilities, places that don't have access necessarily to the uh, to brine outlet uh, back into the ocean, brine handling becomes uh, becomes an issue or a barrier for the size of the system or even the ability to implement systems. And uh, by 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 being able to provide a system that generates less brine, we're making more of these 
projects uh, or helping more of these projects become viable. And you bring up a good point that uh, municipal treatment markets are a pretty conservative market. Does eco-reuse require a new installation, or would I be able to apply retrofitting to, to my plant if it's an older one? So we are able to retrofit uh, facilities. Uh, of course, it depends on uh, what the old system configuration, and sometimes it's how old is the system. Uh, you know, technology does advance with time, and, uh, and not every system is retrofitable, but this is certainly an option uh, uh, that we are uh, approaching first before, uh, before going to the new installation uh, uh, type of offering. Sometimes, however, replacing the system uh, uh, would become more economical than just doing uh, a, a retrofit. Right. Um, the conservative side of it is more in about adopting the change, the change in logic. Even though most of the components are exactly the same, it's still there is a change in, in, in logic of process or how the process is run. And that's where we're uh, encountering most of the uh, conservatism approach and have to come or forced to, to overcome that barrier. We're doing a lot of uh, field testing and field work to demonstrate the technology. We have run a system for a number of months in, uh, in the wastewater facility of the city of Pismo Beach as part of uh, a program that a number of agencies have put together uh, to test uh, a reuse technologies, and one of, one of the technologies was uh, the IDE Echo Reuse technology. Um, we also have another system installed already in the city of Montecito, uh, a demo system that has been running there for a number of months, and we're now moving forward toward uh, looking on a, on a bigger system to provide their needs. So it's a process, it takes time, but we, are, uh, we feel very committed to the process as this is part of uh, what we think uh, the way to increase the resilience, the sustainability, and essentially support better the communities we work with along the west coast of, uh, of the United States. Well, it sounds like IDE has big plans for eco-reuse. We do, definitely. We think that uh, part of uh, uh, smart water strategy uh, for every utility, every district, every region incorporates the combination of wastewater reuse, seawater desalination, and other natural sources. Uh, by balancing uh, those different sources, you create a more resilient system that can, can confront uh, future uh, droughts or changes in droughts, uh, changes in uh, ambient conditions that impact your water system, and in generally the security and the safety of the product that you deliver through the system, which is eventually tap water uh, um, to every domestic or industrial use. Um, and we think that the more uh, safer, the more sustainable the solutions are, uh, the better service uh, we can, we as an industry, uh, can offer uh, every user of water, which, you know, essentially water is everything, right? That's uh, right. The, the basic of, uh, of, of, of any uh, domestic and industrial development uh, on earth. And, it's, and a lot of people mistakenly think that uh, water is, a, is an endlessly renewable resource, but 
Potable water is not. You're absolutely right. And the, uh, uh, and the fact that uh, potable water is obviously subject to climate changes uh, uh, of different types. Uh, and it takes time to build this type of infrastructure that we're, uh, that we're talking about. And uh, that's why it calls for more strategic planning and understanding of the diversity and the uh, potential development of the needs over time and uh, also to a certain extent the, the risk calculation. Now, many uh, claim and we hear it uh, uh, continuously that uh, water is becoming more and more expensive uh, because you go to more advanced treatments, you incorporate wastewater reuse, you incorporate seawater desalination or brackish water desalination, which are all treatments that, uh, uh, that obviously uh, cost more uh, than just simply taking out water out of a river uh, uh, and, and simply putting it into the system. However, um, I always like to remind people that the cost of not having water would be significantly higher than the, uh, the cost of preparing ourselves for that point of time. And if you look at the past, I mean, places of, like uh, South Africa, uh, who've reached uh, uh, who've reached what they call back then uh, the zero capacity day, uh, right. and you look on places like Israel, uh, where the company is originated from, um, uh, where without relying on those advanced uh, treatments, uh, we wouldn't be able to sustain their and economic or, or the community. Um, when you look at those cases, you realize that with climate changes and the less predictability or the lower predictability we have for natural resources, uh, renewable or reoccurrence, uh, we have to prepare ourselves and we have to invest into those systems, uh, even though there is a cost in corporate. Well, Gilad, that's an important message, and I hope that everybody listening to us will take uh, take it to heart. Uh, if listeners are interested in finding more about eco-reuse or on uh, IDE in general, uh, how could they find you? Well, we obviously, you can go online to our website, uh, which is ide-tech.com, or uh, reach out to us directly in the different conferences uh, that uh, we visit uh, for uh, water, and uh, we, we would be happy to answer uh, any question and uh, help uh, more people get educated about what they can do to be part of, uh, of the solution. And this, the solution, uh, the resilience of uh, our water resources is a solution that we are all uh, involved in. And we uh, start by uh, everyone's awareness uh, from uh, personal care to conservation of water. Uh, to uh, uh, support uh, the development of the larger infrastructure that uh, provides us uh, waterfall. You're exactly right. And Gilad, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Absolutely. Thank you again for showing interest in IDE and in IDE Career Solutions for Wastewater. It's our pleasure. Take care.
If you're a subscriber to MPT, then you know the March issue is out. I have a copy here in front of me. And however, if you're not a current subscriber, you can go to mptmag.com, click on the subscribe tab, and get a free 12-month subscription. And now is the best time to do it because the next month's issue will feature our annual products and services guide. The MPT Products and Services Guide comes out every spring and features a range of offerings across the breadth of industrial pumping landscape. And if you're interested in having your company's product considered for inclusion, we'll include a link to that in the description for this episode. This has been The Efficiency Point, a podcast from MPT Magazine. Follow us on Twitter at ModPumpMag for updates on our next episode. Today's episode was produced by Seth Saunders. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Campbell. Thank you for listening.